Hello. <laughs> You're recording right now. Right now. Did you know that? How about that? Cool. How about that? That's when we stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, recording right now. Oops. So we should stop. Oops. I did it. So we've again. got Facebook, we've got YouTube, we've got yeah. the anchor. App Where else would the, you like to audio. see slash hear so us? We're, we're rocking and rolling here. Find something real on all your favorite podcast platforms. Except we should be on TikTok. What could we do I, on TikTok? What could we do short enough to be on TikTok? That's true. We've that already is. whittled it down to 30 minutes. We really can't do it short <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, if, if we got Back shorter, in the old days, we were nearing an hour sometimes. We would drive and take shots at if we got shorter. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I tried to get him to join us today. So yeah. this Sunday, we had, a guest, we had a, a guest preacher to uh, uh, fill in on Sunday uh, because I was a uh, chicken and didn't feel ready to start this series on numbers. So... Um, gave me an extra week to, to put some study into the book of numbers. Anyway, Pastor Jeff Dryden from uh, Sawyer Highlands Church and uh, Converge Community Church uh, and lately of Word Partners. He's the uh, training director for Central Asia for Word Partners. Uh, <clears throat> came and preached and uh, as he was preaching in Galatians chapter 2, uh, which we enjoyed, he uh, made himself very comfortable taking shots at me throughout the sermon. So that was, it was good. fun. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have friends. <laughs> it's good to have friends. Uh, I didn't know. I mean, I'm not going to. He didn't, you know. I tried to get him here today. but Right. He, that's the point. With yeah, the, he, uh, we usually when we have guest speakers or guests, whatever, we try to get him on the podcast. Yeah, but. and he, um, he at first thought he was uh, going to be uh, together for the gospel, but that was last week. So we were a little confused uh, as far as when we were doing the podcast. So when I told him it's actually this today, this week, uh, he was like, oh, great. Maybe I can do that. Well, so I called him. I said, oh, I forgot. I scheduled a meeting. So I'm in the middle of this meeting right right going on. So no. He had to shampoo, his, he had to shampoo his hair. Is another shot at me? Is that because he has hair? Do you shampoo your so head? I do not. <gasps> do you do anything with your <laughs> Do I want to know? I, do you wash your head? I wax it, buff it, you know. <laughs> Turtle wax. That's what body wash is for. It's oh, that's such a guy body. thing. You go to the store and it's like six in one shampoo, conditioner, no, body, wash, body wash, whatever. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. You go in the Swab, men's I think it's ocean breeze aisle. or something like that. You know? What does an ocean breeze smell like? Um, well, it depends on what port you're in, I suppose. Uh, what part of the ocean? It does, ocean breeze sounds good, but if you ever actually go to the ocean, it's at best you're smelling fish. Right, so dead fish, probably. Not my thing. Cool. You go to Baltimore or San Francisco, and you're smelling a lot more than fresh. So, no Me offense to those of you in Baltimore and San Francisco, we have no listeners in either of those places. Nobody. Funny if cares we did, and one us. got like really mad, sent us. Like I would be so excited <laughs> just to know that somebody send actually was listening email. from there. Good morning, Baltimore. San Francisco was a beautiful town when I was there. Baltimore was never a beautiful been. town when I was there. But See, I've never been I lived anywhere. nearby, not in the... You've been everywhere, man. I have been very few places. More if than If it me. weren't for the U.S. military, I would have probably never left Three Oaks. Well, I guess I should have joined the military. I couldn't have hacked it. Let's just be honest. Yeah, it was almost military. I was in the Air Force. Mm. So. Anywho. So that yes. was for all of my friends. If J.D. Ackley happens to be listening, was... Uh, is an army vet or my brother or Dennis. Dennis actually. Oh, your, your children? Or my children. <laughs> my children don't listen to this podcast. I thought Ricky me? did sometimes. Yeah. 
He's too busy listening to comic book podcasts. Yeah, I guess they, that comic, that uh, podcast has been kind of on hiatus for a while. Oh, well, doing, so. I'm still actively listening to the food one. Because so. the guy that ran the podcast got banned from Twitter. so Maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll come back now. Donald so. Trump is not coming back, he said. Anywho. <laughs> uh, you never know. He, you might, never know. Yeah, he might change his mind. So, yeah. Bottom line is, Pastor Dryden's not here. Not here. <laughs> so you should put up with us. And Elon Musk bought Twitter. So. I don't think anybody under the sun does not know that at this point. <laughs> somebody, so. somebody out there is saying, who's Elon Musk? My mom so. said that. So that was fun. Yeah. Anyway. South African, Canadian, American joint citizenship. Um, Not to hate on anybody. I'm not hating on him. I'm not criticizing anybody's choices about anything. But did you, he named his child, I can't even pronounce it. It's like X-E-X-I-X something or other, and it's got symbols in it. I don't know. Maybe he's a Prince fan. I, it's know, something so. about like coding and things like that. And I'm like, yeah. but that's, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. But anyway, Google it. I yeah, just Google learned that word. yesterday. Anyway. It's interesting to see, because he's, he's not actually conservative or anything. But you right. see all these conservatives out there running around like he's, you know, the, the savior of the world. And I'm like. You know, he only agrees with you on some things. Right. But, but it, you know, either way, when you recognize the importance of free speech to a free society, then we can it's be. a good deal. We can, we can partner together in those right. endeavors. And so that's Word. a good thing. So anyway, now that you're caught up on current events, everybody. Um, I'm not yeah. saying he's a bad dude. I'm not either. Or a good dude. I don't he's personally know dude. him. The way that, you know. The way you know Suzanne no, Summers. I was just going to say the way you know so. Suzanne Summers. I'm going to stop there. Anyway. <laughs> Did she, get, did she go disappearing this, this for a while? This podcast just went a whole different direction. Who disappeared direction. for a while? I don't know who did. No, I mean, like, legitimately, like, when people like were worried. Recently? No, like, several Amy years Amy Semple McPherson, but that's a long time before you No, like, they were them. concerned that she was lost. Olivia Newton-John. Or, no, it was her husband. Her husband went missing. I don't know if they ever found him. <laughs> I don't know. Weren't they in Australia? So. <laughs> went missing i don't know if they found him now i have to google that when we get done here anyway is this what you showed up for let's talk about galatians right it's john wayne john wayne went missing a long time ago um but i think everybody knows where he is uh or his body anyway i'm fairly sure he would have had a lot of comments about our current society yeah but probably not on twitter i can't see i can't see twitter. him as an active tweeter <laughs> yeah. but you never know uh, we were talking about something of significance, weren't something we? Something real. No, we probably weren't, but we should have been. We should have been, because now been. we've wasted time. Anyway, uh, yes, yes, we're going to get into Galatians, but the, and you've, you've said this, I'm going to, I guess, call you out on this. Uh, the title that Pastor Dryden chose for the week is, no, I'm going to forget, Do I Walk in Step with the Gospel or Not? It's an unusual title for him, too. He, he mentioned... Um, he mentioned that I don't remember when he mentioned it, but that's not a normal title for him to have that long question. It is unusual title, and uh, but it's also like you can't avoid looking at it and come before you come into the church service and being like, "Oh, well, that's right. well this is going to be," <laughs> I, you know. I think I, and, and condemning. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think that's why he chose it. Yeah, is to you know this it kind of primes the pump. You're right. coming in, and you're. You're already thinking, rather than some cutesy title that right. maybe you know sounds clever and, and all that kind of stuff, but it gets your attention be, because it's not. Right. It's not right. any of those things. It's not a it's marketable very straightforward. thing. It's well, shoot. When right. I get in here, I'm getting slapped in the face with some right. truth here, one way or another, and I'm going to have to wrestle with it. And so, if you're already asking yourself that question, 
before you even get to the point of the test, before you ever get started, um, it's, it is kind of like priming the pump. Mm -hmm. So you, you've got a, you get a little head start on the, that's on how the it process. felt for me anyway. And you had told me the, uh, you got an email that we're live. Yeah. Uh, you had told me the title a couple of days beforehand and I was like, Ooh, this is going to be, <laughs> how can I come up with a cover image for that? <laughs> I'm just going to put my mug shot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it was, and that's exactly what it was too. And I thought Pastor Ryan did a great job of really not making it, you know, it wasn't like a guilt fest um, or like, you know, you should be yeah, doing no. this and you're not doing that. And he's really not that style of preacher anyway. You know, I, I noticed he did finish like seven sentences during the sermon. So he's going to take shots at me for going long. But <laughs> He said it a couple times. He's like, I didn't ever finish my thought there, did I? It's, <laughs> I was like, no, you didn't. It's funny. <laughs> you know, that's okay. I'm the one with the ADHD and he's, you know, he, he can't stop moving. He's all over the map with it. But, uh, but very, uh, very well presented, I think. Yes, very relatable, it was. It very was. Uh, easy to connect with and faithful to the text. And I think that's. You know, and just to put in a little plug for Word Partners because that's his his primary thing now. He's still uh, at this. He's still the lead pastor at, at the two churches, but he's transitioning uh, to you know moving full time uh, into the missionary position. As he's doing that, um, <clears throat> the, the the core element of what Word Partners does is it trains pastors and teachers in how to. Uh, exegete and preach the word. So as you're as you're working through it, how do I know? And this question comes up a lot, and we you know we've talked really about it. Me. No, but <laughs> how do I know if if this is the right interpretation? You right. know, you know, if you say this, and this other person says this, and, and and you know somebody else says some some other thing, how do I know if I'm getting it right? And the to be able to have um, we would call a hermeneutical principle, a, a basic idea and approach, a philosophy of how we approach reading the Bible to, to be faithful to it, mm -hmm. not to put our own stuff in it. And, and people have different approaches, but there's, they're not valid. They're not all right. valid approaches. So when I write a letter, if I write you a letter, the only real meaning to that letter is what I intend for you to get from it sure. when I write that letter. Sure. If I'm writing a novel, and I know it's popular in a postmodern world to say, well, it's really up to the, you know, the the listener interprets the song, the you know the uh, the person who's who's looking at it interprets the art, and, and you know whatever you want to get from this book that I wrote, that's really all that matters. But that's not logical. It's not sound. You meant something when you wrote, and in in that meaning, I need to find that meaning to understand it. Now, I might find a variety of different ways I connect with them. You know, I can see Andy Warhol's soup can mm -hmm. thing. And he had something in his head when he put that down. That's right. what it means, period. Now, I might relate to that on a different level, seeing it. But we're also not talking. We're also not just talking about. I'm always going to relate to soup pretty well. Uh we're not talking about art. We're not talking right. about just frivolous things. I kind of mentioned earlier that I can't remember if we were actually broadcasting or if it was one of our hanging Doesn't out. Doesn't matter. But uh, the you know the TikTok filters and mm. the different things that people are making millions of dollars on superfluous, shallow, pointless things, making more money than the people that invented you know coffee made. You know, there's, it's just there's. It's probably true. It's probably more than people who invented cars or, you know, 
it's amazing how much money is out there for silliness. Right. Sure. Right. We're not talking about silliness. We're talking about the eternal word of God. So it's not, it's not an optional thing for us to get it right. It's pretty important for us to, to get this straight. And yet there's so much arguing about interpretations of the Bible and Absolutely. what this means and what that means and what you can take it as and what he didn't really mean this. And the Bible actually tells us why that would be. And we see it. In fact, we see it in the book of Numbers. We see it, uh, you know, or Spoilers. I, I, I want you to tell me this. Right. Well, I can't because God said something else. But I really want you to tell me this. Well, let me see if I can try to get God to say something different. You know, and, and these this mentality happens all the time throughout the book of numbers we see this total discontent you know we're we want out of slavery god brings us out of slavery oh man we're having it so hard what are we going to eat he gives us manna oh well there's nothing to eat we hate this manna it's terrible all right i'm going to give you quail you know there's whatever happens it's a constant complaining you know when whenever (laughs) whenever we decide that what we want in our urges, in our cravings, in our flesh, in our own perception is more important and and of a greater weight than what God has designed and planned, then we end up in that same spot. And that's what we do with the word of God. We've darkened our intellect with our sinfulness by deciding that we get to be in charge, that, that I should get to call the shots, that I don't like what God's word says, therefore it cannot mean that you know, our society has changed and we need to change with it. And, you know, the word of God needs to evolve and all that kind of stuff. None of us actually, I I just don't believe that anybody actually believes that in their heart of hearts. I think there's a place inside of us where we recognize that there is such a thing as truth and truth is actually knowable because I, I don't think we can maintain sanity if we don't. And clearly we cannot, have a, a sustainable, tenable society without these basic core well, without um, a, without epistemology a, to right. it. Where we have to be able to know that there is a truth that can be known. Because without a truth, there really isn't a reality. Right. I Everything mean, starts just, to unravel. Right, and right. we're seeing that now. I mean, again, you're, I just shared a meme with my family, and I probably shouldn't say this. We're going to lose some listeners. Or, All oh, two of them. So not in San Francisco or Baltimore. <laughs> but as, you know, as we're dealing with this life there's a there's a picture of a particular uh, uh, liberal person that people would would recognize and said well the same people who are telling you that a man can become pregnant want to control misinformation on the internet that's exactly what we're dealing with is is a world where we want to say believe the science right oh, when yeah. it's convenient for speaking us speaking of algorithms but you know hey a right. man can be pregnant. There's a new Netflix show called, I think it's called He's Expecting. I saw something it about it. It came up in my thing. I'm like, what? So yeah, it's, yeah, I won't get into it. But So again, reality unravels right. if we throw away an objective external truth. Like so when we're, expecting. So when we're looking at scriptures, you know, people say, well, well why do you take this literally and not that literally? Because this is supposed to be literal and that is not. The same exact thing that we would do with any other book. Now, the Bible is not any other book, and we need the Holy Scripture, Holy Spirit to and, uh, open our eyes to be able to see and receive it. But the information, the, the communication of it in, in language mm-hmm. is the same as any other book. 
God speaks to us in human language through human authors. And in so doing, he's communicating eternal spiritual truths that require his spirit to be able to, to understand rightly. So when we reject God, we cannot rightly understand the scripture. Hmm. The two things go hand in hand. But we can understand the basic language, the, the way sure. it works. And just like any other book, we look at it according to its genre. If it's a you know a legal text, we're going to read it one way. If it's a novel, we're going to read it another way. If it's a poem, we're going to read it a, a particular way. If it's a personal letter, we're going to read it that way. So there's there's lots of different ways that we look at literature all the time. We do that regularly. Right. We do it in our conversations. And so we take we, while we take the conversation literally, if you will, not every manner of speaking or, or figure of speech or colloquialism is intended to be taken literally, right? right? It, that, that happens constantly. It'll happen without even realizing it a hundred right. times during this podcast, where we'll say things that cannot be taken literally <laughs> in, uh, right. in any kind of a logical sense, but we all know what they mean. Right. And so we take that meaning literally, even though the figure of speech is a figurative figure if you can figure that out. Okay. So anyhow, as we're looking at um, Galatians chapter two, when uh, Pastor Jeff was talking about this on Sunday, uh, I think he rightly pointed out the importance of recognizing how the genre approach mm. fits into this because Galatians is an epistle, an epistle is a letter. And so Paul is writing a letter to the Galatian church and he's dealing with uh, the fact that, you know, after having brought the gospel to these folks, he knows the, the firm foundation they started with. Now it's getting distorted. They're, uh, for any number of reasons, uh, they have, uh, and this is kind of not the, the liberal distortion that you see in some places, the Galatian church is dealing, their heresy, or I don't know if you call it a heresy yet, but um, what they're dealing with in the errors that they're facing here is really more of a, a hyper-conservative kind of uh, approach that you know, hey, we want to, if you're going to be a Christian, then you have to live this way. You got to follow these rules. And, and so that's kind of the crux of it. And and they're getting it through this Judaizing influence that, that says, you know, all you Gentile believers, if you're going to be a Christian, you're going to have to really come into the Jewish traditions first. You're going to have to be circumcised and keep the law and all that kind of stuff. And we have movements like that today. And, and there have always been such movements around. Paul is addressing that and he's just very alarmed by it. It's like, Hey, this has got to stop. So in the middle of writing to them about what they're dealing with, he kind of takes this little parenthetical piece uh, and puts in a narrative about him actually dealing with Peter and the leaders on this same matter, that uh, his, his complaint for the Galatians is, you're not really walking in step with what, right. with what the true gospel is. We've talked about this. You've been saved by grace. You know it's grace but now you're walking as if it's something about your works. Well, then to kind of illustrate that point, he, uh, and, and the passage that uh, Pastor Jeff was looking at specifically was chapter 2, verses 11 to 16. And uh, really, it, it, he kind of highlighted 14 as the key application verse for it. Um, and then I'll jump ahead to uh, uh, verse 20, which we used as a memory verse, and he kind of saw as kind of a... a theme verse, if you will, for the book of Galatians. <clears throat> anyway, so in the middle of this letter, we have this narrative, a story that um, 
a, a narrative is is just telling us what happened. So right. it's not it's not prescriptive necessarily. Sometimes there there will be some specifics, but it's descriptive. Here's here's what actually took place. <clears throat> so. Verse 11, when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he was clearly in the wrong. Before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in this hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. Now, when when you look at just that piece, this, that's 11 to 13. So we haven't even gotten to the, the point here yet. But when you look at that, the... Uh, it's not too hard to see that we do these things, right? Sure. We we act one way with a group of people, and then we get with somebody else. There's so many, you know, movies. I think oh, every, yeah. I think every John Hughes movie has yeah. that, yeah. where you know you're you got this good friendship, but then the cool kids don't like them, and so then you act differently about them because you want to fit in with the cool kids. Uh, happened in Heartland with Mallory and her friends in the early seasons. So I've been watching a lot of Heartland. Anyhow, as uh, as we're seeing this same dynamic happen here, that's that's kind of what's taking place is, right. you know, Hey, I'm hanging out with my Gentile friends. Oh, but now the cool kids are here. I got to act a little different. So now Peter who had a clear vision from God about this dealt with it in Acts chapter 10, uh, had the vision of the unclean uh, foods being let down in the mm -hmm. sheets. And then he goes to the Gentile Cornelius and he gets it. Okay. There's no difference between Jew and Gentile. He gets it until he doesn't. Right. You know, and that's kind of how we are is we, we get it. We understand it. We live for it. Our entire hope is in this gospel of grace that we can't earn. But then we fall into this idea of having to, to work in some way right. to keep God on our side, to please God. And mean girls. It, it's really mean easy girls. to get that in our heads. And, right. and I know it. I preach it. And I still am guilty of it at times. It's, I, even, it's even harder in today's like social media society when you're it's so tempting to like want to say and post and like things that the world thinks are acceptable and cool and whatever else and not talk about God and not post about things about God. And I realize it's just, you know, social media is what it is, but uh, I, I struggle with that at times. Like I'll see people, I don't talk about God on social media as much as I should, or yeah. as much as I am posting food pictures or whatever, you sure. know, and it's easy to fall into those traps, not only in our personal conversations when we're around certain groups of people, but we're, when we're trying to also, I guess, give a snapshot into our lives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I think that's even more prevalent today as we're letting more people into our lives. And for me, I was actually just, talking with pastor jeff this morning about the different flavors of sin you know, mm. of temptation that we all have different strengths that god's made us uniquely but we also all have different areas of temptation and weakness sure. and for me this particular it, it's not that i don't deal with it because i do and i don't like it in myself but it, it's probably a bigger temptation for me in the internal space where mm -hmm. where i slip into a performance-based yeah thing if something goes wrong you know i'm like oh lord you know, i'm so sorry and there's that kind of a visceral feeling that um that you know god loves me less somehow when i'm not right and i think jeff mm -hmm. used the illustration do you think god loves you more when you're having your quiet time every day right you know when when right. everything is happening the right way 
And, and the implicit point being, no, of course he doesn't. He loves you, period. Is it a good thing for you? Yeah, because it's good for you. You're going to grow in that relationship. I don't love my children more when they obey me. I'm much happier when they obey me, uh, but I but they're my children. I love them. And it's better for them to do the right thing. It's better for our fellowship, for our connectedness to do the right thing. But if you don't do the right thing, you're still my child. Right. That doesn't change. And that's the gospel of grace that is at the, the heart of everything that, that a Christian believes and does. So where I may wrestle with that internally or somebody else might wrestle with it externally or whatever, that's where Peter is here. He's sliding away from what is the very center of his heart. Mm -hmm. And that's a real issue. Um, in fact, uh, John Piper's book, Desiring God, kind of hits on that, that, that God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. And when we see Christ as most precious, when, when that's everything, just this, my relationship with him is my highest and deepest joy, which it actually is. But when I recognize it as such and I act on that, then the rest of the things, the, my relationship to the world changes. My relationship to earthly things changes. My, uh, you know, again, I, I will often go back to the to the hymn when my eyes are focused on Jesus, when when He is most precious to me, then the things of earth grow strangely dim. It temptation is less of a temptation because I don't need it. I don't need those things in my life anyway. So so Paul. Uh, in verse 14 kind of explains what is going on here. It says, when I saw that they were not acting in line or in the ESV in step with, which is why he has that title, he's preaching from the ESV. Uh, <clears throat> when I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter in front of them all, you're a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? So he's stepping on his toes, calling him out right here in front of everybody. Because and, and it was necessary because you're doing this publicly, mm -hmm. you're having an impact on people publicly. We need to address it publicly. Right. And it's not that that uh, you know they're taking pot shots over social media right. and all that's not it's not a discernment ministry calling people out, but two apostles, equal footing, both leaders, having an impact, and it's face to face. That's another important part. It's not through a keyboard, <laughs> it's not through the grapevine. We're getting imagine? getting right to it, right. saying, "Hey, listen, brother, you're not <laughs> the Hulk Hogan. You, 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 <laughs> listen, brother. <laughs> take your milk and take your vitamins." <laughs> Sorry, we're running out of time. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. That just was like in my mind. Hey, it's, when it's in you, it's in you. Sorry, so going back to WWF days. So Randy before Savage it was WWE. Yikes! <laughs> now you got me thinking. I'm sorry. About bone saw from, from spider-man anyway oh, yeah. <laughs> now i get the thing of slim jim commercials sorry, it's all over the map go. here anyway he's pointing this out to him we who are jews by birth and not gentile sinners know that a man is not justified by observing the law but by faith in jesus christ this is the gospel right so so you're 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 getting back away from the gospel by focusing on the law. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus. We are Jews. We're not Gentile, but our faith is in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law, because by observing the law, no one will ever be justified. I added ever. No one will be justified. Verse 17. 
no, let me jump down to 20 is where I was going to jump down to. So then the, the summary of this book is, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that's the crux of it. That that picture of everything that's going on here, <clears throat> leading into verse 20, that, look, forget about the law. I did the law thing. The law doesn't bring life. I fought the law and the law won. <laughs> that, that's what happens when we fight the law. Right. So I'm because the law won, I lean on grace, and grace wins every time, right. which is another song, by the way. So as we're, uh, as we're applying this in our lives, there are a lot of areas, and, and Jeff gave four categories. Uh, I don't know if I'll remember them if I have it in front of me, but um, you can help fill when it in. When was the news some, we take in? The, the news, yeah. What's, what's our approach to the news? Am I getting fired up about all these earthly right. things in an inordinate way? It's not that we shouldn't have passions right. about it, but am I taking this you know, as if this is the end of things? Right. Um, how do I pray? Am I worrying in prayer? I thought that was an yeah. important one because I need to take my things to God. I need to give my honest things to God. He's already knows them anyway. Right. He's not afraid of the big questions, but is that my thing? Am I just worrying it to him rather than trusting him? Um, I can't remember. Those are the two that jumped either. out to Sorry. me right now, but there were, there were four categories that he gave and I listen, thought that was pretty significant. Yes, so. it was. So we so. are going to stop there. I feel like we rambled a little too much. That was my fault bringing in uh randy oh, savage yeah. Oh, yeah there's intersections with the kool-aid man um <laughs> <laughs> we will stop there for today but yeah we are starting a new series this week uh on numbers so be sure to tune in for that rich seems really excited about <laughs> i am actually very fired up about it there's an awful lot of gospel in the book of numbers and Word. a lot of new testament stuff so, so be sure to tune in come join that. us brother <laughs> <laughs> only if you do that uh and the well, I don't have time to go through our whole spiel. But if you have any questions or comments, you can feel free to email us or message us on any of our platforms. I am going to make Rich, sure our emails Rich are working. Rich and Stacy at Hulkamania.com. <laughs> Something like that. No, that's probably not And right. we will catch you guys next week.